Welcome to Beyond Queer Stories, the podcast that gives voice to the queer community through the art of storytelling. Welcome to season three of Beyond Queer Stories. We're really excited we have a new format this year, so we're going to mix it up on everyone, and we're going to have some guest co-hosts come in and join me. And for this first round, we have someone that you all have heard before, and we're excited to have her on board for some episodes. So we have Jondalyn with us, and Jondalyn is a passionate psychotherapist and healer who understands how to identify pain and navigate into a trajectory of healing. She's a graduate student of the Chicago School of Professional Psychology, pursuing a PhD in international psychology. In the corporate world, she has served as a clinical intervention specialist for students providing in-class therapeutic services to impact their social-emotional status while they develop academically. In her volunteer season, she served youth, children, and their families as a conflict liaison and mentor. Jondalyn has traveled around the globe as a student of psychoanalysis, cognitive behavior therapy, and the humanities. These opportunities have afforded her experiences of co-facilitating group therapy sessions in the communities of Johannesburg, South Africa, and Buenos Aires, Argentina. She has also served as a community development consultant for Gift of the Givers NGO in Johannesburg, South Africa. Lastly, she enjoys living and loving unapologetically while standing for the rights of black, brown folks, her siblings within the trans and LGBTQ community, and all other injustices on the face of this earth. Welcome back. Hey, it's good to be here. Super geek, super geek. Yeah. So last time... Mm -hmm used a different name. Yes. So they might not know who you are. I know. I love my aliases um, because it, you know, I was so bent on being invisible, mm. you know, um, mm -hmm. like I love social media platforms and having my voice out there, but I was so focused on being invisible. And now I'm realizing I don't want to be invisible anymore. Mm, yeah. I'm cool with using my government name, the one that my mom and dad worked hard mm. to create after the sonogram lied to them and told them I was a boy. Oh, they did. <laughs> yeah. So they had to come up with something on the spot. On the whole spot. It was hilarious. Uh, at least I thought it was funny. <laughs> you came out laughing. Yeah, I did. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, half look you. at me, all girl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm cool. I, I want to, it's, it's time. It's time for me to be visible. So yeah, Jondalyn is that whole name um, of which I'm I'm proud of. And I'm proud of who I am. You know, I'm proud of my existence. I'm proud of the work that I'm trying to do, the work that I want to do. And so I'm here. I'm out here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I want to get into some of your background and not being invisible. Cool. But first... I want to know why you decided to join us because I'm really excited you said yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, what was that decision for you? Why did you want to be a part of this? I miss um, back in my younger years, for real, for real, I used to work at a radio station. Um, I volunteered a long time ago at Kennedy King College on their radio station when I was like in my teens and I loved every second of radio and I wanted to get back into it. And then also to add um, a mental health 
twist with it. But then now that this beautiful world of podcasting exists, I'm like, this is such a huge upgrade and it's a beautiful outlet to still have my voice heard. And Mm -hmm. so when this opportunity came around, I jumped on it. I'm like, I'd be a fool not to. And then I had such a great time engaging with you when I had my opportunity to do my podcast. And I was like, let's see if we can make some music happen. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I agree. It was great talking to you and we follow each other on social media so we get to see a little bit of what's going on. Yes. So I'd connected a little bit before you moved. Mm -hmm. You moved. Yes. So, yeah, it was really exciting to have you on. Mm -hmm. And do you want to remind the listeners what you talked about last time so they could kind of connect to your episode? I believe um, I spent a lot of time really focusing on the importance of probably talked about being yourself and Mm -hmm. the importance of understanding your purpose and connecting with your purpose, because a lot of times we don't do that we just get up every day grateful to be breathing and then we just do a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. and then we get sleepy and then we go back to bed the next you know and get up and do this again the next day and so you know life has taught me that you really need to invest in yourself Mm -hmm. um however that looks everybody can't be that entrepreneur everyone can't be that person that works for someone. Mm-hmm. You really have to hone in and listen to the universe and understand however you identify if it's God, universe, however, you know, just to really hone in on what is it that I'm designed to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's a beautiful thing to be born, but it's also a great thing to learn why you were born and mm-hmm. what it's meant for you to do. So that's probably mm-hmm. connected to the stuff that I was talking about last time. Yeah, for nice sure. and existentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I love that episode, too, because we were able to, you know, go a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. and really talk about what it's like to do that because it's not always easy, right? It's not. Like, it can be a struggle. Oh, it is. It is. And the thing is, one of the things I would say to anybody that's listening, because I know a lot of people say, oh, you got to find your purpose and you need to know who you are. There is no strategic date like life mm-hmm. circumstances in my opinion will lead you to this mm-hmm. um even though i have like god kids that are like super like they're young and they're in their 20s and i'll tell them in a heartbeat look let's start discovering what that is now because it'll save you some time right. but if it doesn't happen things that are happening in your life are going to lead you that trajectory is set mm-hmm. up for you to get to who you're going to be on the other side so right, right. it'll all work out Yeah, it's definitely a journey getting Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many things can impact that too, right? Like how accepted you are by others can lead to whether you feel comfortable being authentic, Mm -hmm. you know, getting up every day and not just being in the monotony of, oh, this is what's easy. This is what I could do. Exactly. Exactly. And and for me, I, I believe what's connected more so to my transition of being that in that authentic person is like you just said like who is it that accepts you mm-hmm. not to say that we live for the acceptance however we do as a human human species we do want to feel that love that care that connection mm-hmm. and so how best it happens is what encourages us to do greater things right You're like there is i believe there is a person out there who gives zero care about anybody accepting them or loving them or caring for them because mm-hmm. they've been through so much mm-hmm. where to not have to deal with the drama of of broken relationships is probably 
a cakewalk for them now. Mm-hmm. So they function better in that capacity. But then you have other people where they just, you know, I don't, you don't need, like we might've been in our teens where you looked up and you had an entourage of people that were hanging around you because that's just what the end thing was to do. Mm-hmm. But to have those good two or three friends that you can really lay back and it's like, you will hold me, you will support me, you will encourage me. Mm-hmm. That is to me what makes a difference. For sure. Um, and so even in my own life, I'm not to say that I'm weeding out and throwing people away. I don't throw away humans anymore. I gave that up for Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do do is I do focus on and I have more investment in those relationships that are really going to be healthier for me right. than just having, you know, cause you can have a lot of social engagements and, and social connections and people that you just talk to and kick it with. Mm-hmm. But when it is time for you to become that becoming stage requires certain characters for around sure. you. Mm-hmm. And so that makes a difference for me. And so that's yeah. even happening in my own life as I speak. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important. Like for me, this year has really been a year of intention Mm. where I've really set that at the forefront Mm -hmm. of like who I'm interacting with, Mm -hmm. who I'm spending time with, Mm -hmm. what I'm spending my time doing. Yeah. And as the year is getting closer to end, I know this is going to be out in the new year in 2020. Mm -hmm. And I think as I'm thinking about that, really instead of having a year of intention, like I want it to be a life of intention, right? Exactly. And like just being more purposeful in mm-hmm. those decisions and mm-hmm. who I have around me and how I'm cultivating those relationships. And even how I'm spending my time, I am such a yes person. I say yes to everything and I get so overwhelmed and I'm like, oh shit, like I committed to this and this and this and these projects and these opportunities. Mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to step back from that and Think about like how this is an opportunity, yes, but how is it serving my purpose right. and what I'm looking to do? Right. And I'm realizing that some of those things I'm doing just to be a part of a system, mm. which is important to me, but do I need to take on all that work to be exactly. a part of that? And how can I find better balance in that? Because mm-hmm. that's been challenging because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always that like, yes, person, I want to do all of it and mm-hmm. be there for all of it. But that's not, it's not easy or healthy to maintain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Um, and it's, it's as if this podcast is going to launch 2020 vision, uh, Mm -hmm. for someone who's going to listen to it because these are some things that they've been pondering. It's, it's so important to understand what is really meant for you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not to say, okay, well, I'm going to go find my purpose. Like it's a shoe in the closet. But it's one of those things where the, the search for it could be equivalent, you right. know? Um, and so it's, it's intentional with everything that you're doing. If I'm, if I'm looking for this shoe, clearly I need to turn the light on in the closet so mm-hmm. I can see mm-hmm. if I'm looking for the shoe, I may want to, you know, move the boxes that are covering other mm-hmm. shoes because I'm looking for this one particular left heel. Mm-hmm. And so in order for me to find that left heel, I need to move the boxes. So I got to throw away garbage. Mm. And then, you know, with throwing away garbage, it's like, okay, I got to not just get focused on the garbage that's leaving. Yes. Put the boxes in the bag, wrap it up in the bag and put it to the side. But I got to get back to finding that shoe Mm. because Mm -hmm. I have somewhere to be in about 25 minutes. And if I don't find that shoe, it's going to throw off my outfit. And if it throws off my outfit, I'm not going to feel as confident. Mm -hmm. And if I don't feel as confident, I might as well stay here and go back to bed. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's you know, when the intentionality to really 
moving forward about who we are, what we're scheduled to do, what we want to do, how we want to make an impact. And really just, you know, what is what imprint, what fingerprint, what footprint is going to be left on this earth after we're gone is going to make so much of a difference in this world. Mm-hmm. So it's the intentionality is profound and to have people around you where they're looking for things also. For sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that so important. Weight, that dead weight season. It can't, we can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things I've noticed recently is like the people I have around me have to also be pushing forward mm-hmm. because I can no longer invest time in people who I'm like treading water with yep. or they want me to tread water beside them yep. because that's not my life. That's never been my life. Right. And then I start noticing the kind of that energy it leaves me with when I spend those that time with those people right. who are just kind of like coasting or they're just unhappy, but they're not doing anything about it. And right. it drains my energy. So I've really been pur- purposeful about spending that time with people who also have similar mindsets and similar intention and want to see themselves be better and grow Mm -hmm. because we should always be in that stage. Like Mm -hmm. you're never going to be perfect. You're always going to have room to grow and to move forward and reach whatever goal. I don't care what goals you have. Just have something you're working toward, have Mm -hmm. something that's important to you Mm -hmm. that you spend your time doing. And I think to add um, for me, when I think about that, I think about some buddies that I, I grew up with. Like our mothers were all pregnant with us at the same time. That's mm-hmm. just how long we've known each other. And it makes me think about how at one point, because, you know, with when you get into the world of academia and you want to pursue the masters and the ba- and the, the doctorates and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you tend to lose people because for whatever mm-hmm. reason, not necessarily. Well, in some cases, depends on the person. Someone could feel like, hey, I'm going for a doctorate now and I need to be have all of my friends be those who are pursuing doctorates as well because we're <laughs> on a particular level of academia and we're pursuing X, Y, and Z. <laughs> okay, you could be that person. I'm not judging anybody. Whatever works for you, however, you got to get through that program to make it. Mm-hmm. I cannot lie. In my master's program, I had the uh, most amazing group of friends. We did everything short of, you know, robbing a bank together. Like <laughs> we did everything, travel, do homework you know, exams, everything. We were just together and it was that encouragement that we needed because some of us hit some huge life milestones and we needed that support. And so we were there for one another. One of the things that I noticed is that we're all, you're always going to have in your life, people who are going to be pursuing things because they know what it looks like to not have. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to have some that are like, I'm comfortable right here where I am, Mm -hmm. you know, I went through a time of trying to scale to get to here. I'm here mm-hmm. and I want to stay here for a while. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, you know, you're still pursuing more. And some people are cool with being, mm-hmm. you know, content in that point. And then some people are fine with being stagnant. Right. Because they don't even see the need mm-hmm. to go forward. It's like, well, what do you really do with these people? And so my thing is what I'm learning is to love people where they are mm-hmm. and let them be where they are. Right. But it's on the on the flip side of it. It's like you do know that I will tell you no mm-hmm. when I got X, Y, and Z going on. Right. And so I'm grateful to have those relationships where it's now panning out to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, I had you know I'm here for a funeral this weekend in Chicago of like this person who was like a father figure for me, and so 
when my friends found out that I was coming, they were like, so we can hang out Sunday and we can do this and go to here and do this and do that. And I was like, oh my God, thank you for thinking of me. But um, no, I can't. And in my first mind, I'm going to be very transparent. I was thinking about, dang, is that all you're going to do? Mm. Is that, you know, well, just come hang out with us here and we're just going to, and I'm like, and I got frustrated. I cannot lie. I was just like, this is why I tell y'all no. But it's like, that's what brings them joy. Who am I to yuck their yum? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. who am Mm -hmm. I to be like, oh, why you? No, because when I have to walk away from people to go read 7,000 pages for a stupid paper, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's like, so that's going to be the extent of your life. You're going to be in school till you die. Oh, my gosh. I heard that so many times. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So it's like, maybe. Depending on, you know, who's going to do something with these student loans, I might Right, right. (laughs) But we have to create that balance. Mm -hmm. So we stay clean with our intentions. Mm -hmm. And then it also is teaching people in the same time. Because people will come up and I I literally had somebody come up to me at the funeral yesterday. They were like, I'm so proud of you. Everything you're doing, I'm so proud. And I'm like. I just managed to put on clean clothes and take an effective bath today. What are Mm -hmm. you talking about? Mm -hmm. And I don't, a lot of times I may not see things that I'm doing as oh so effective, but people are really watching as scary as that may seem, or depending on someone's personality type, they'll be like, yes, this is what I've been waiting on. See me. But I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I don't really care about being seen. But in the same instance, I know that my visibility makes a difference for someone. Mm -hmm. I don't let that feed me, mm-hmm. but I do, I am aware of it. Yeah. And so it does impact me. So yeah. it's, it's to me, I've learned how to keep, I'm learning how to keep a balance with that so that I can be careful not to drop off into the elitism world mm. and start acting like I'm better than because I'm not. Right. Right. Yeah. And I've noticed that being a part of academia, I feel like a lot of people put me on that pedestal oh, and they it's like. No, I'm, yeah. I just busted my, you could, you know, do it just as much as I could. I don't think I'm more intelligent or smarter. I just wanted it. Right. And you didn't want it. That's cool. But that doesn't mean that, you know, people see it as like, oh, this, you did this because it was easy. Mm-hmm. And that's so far from the truth. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing easy about a PhD. Mm-mm, no. I'm like, stop letting the enemy lie to you. The right. To you. No, no, <laughs> it is not. It is not. Well, I want to create space for your story today, too. Okay. Does this feel like a good place to start sure. that off? Yeah, I mean, because it's all really connected to yeah. visibility and um, being authentic and things like that. And it's, it's one of those instances where, you know, I just, you know, I... I got a chance to, with me moving from Chicago to Oakland, um, you think about, okay, yes, I'm moving. Um, I literally left Chicago with two suitcases and a backpack. My cousins are walking around the city of Chicago with majority of my clothes, coats, fur coats, you name it. They got it. Um, Key word is cousins because that's family. Um, I'm still salty about it today. (laughs) Um, but it is what it is. But when you're going into a new space, one of the things you, I I didn't think about was building new relationships. And with that, because of who my mom was and how I watched her navigate 
around relationships where she did not have an investment. She had one best friend and they were thick as thieves and Thelma and Louise until my mom took her last breath. And to this day, from what I know, her best friend has not sought another best friend. I don't know. Perhaps my mother has harassed her in her dreams <laughs> of what she probably, you know, has. But when I, I learned about building relationships from my mom and how it's so important to have friends and things like that in your life. And one of the things that I didn't think about was how I would need that moving to Oakland. And though I I know people that live in Oakland I didn't think about the fact of you still need to build. I just thought that I'm going to go to work every day. When I come home, I'm going to do homework. That's going to be the extent of my life. But it has not been the extent of my life. I've actually, you know, somewhat been on that dating wheel. I moved to Oakland July 26. And by like 15, 20, 15, 20 days into August, I was dating someone. And I'm like, this didn't happen in Chicago. Like, okay, all right. And and then it it, it and it, it turned into a lot. And then I look up and I'm meeting, you know, building relationships with people that I work with. And what is an interesting intersection or that I had to deal with that I actually dealt with last night, which is so ironic that I'm talking about this right now is um the person that i'm dating you know i'm i am a same gender loving person and the person that i'm dating is this lovely white woman and i'm just like whoa completely and and it's i know people are like why you gotta say it's because there is so so much significance with this because she understands that she's dating a black woman and she honors that and I understand that I'm dating someone that is the the complete opposite of me and I honor that and we honor our differences and we honor how we get to learn each other's cultures and we are choosing to not tiptoe around stuff like that and I'm just like this is really really deep and I really appreciate it and 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 it's so interesting because introducing each other to one another's world. Um, I, I never had a clue that any of that stuff would happen. I go camping now. Camping. I get in a whole tent. <laughs> like a whole tent. You enjoy it? I do. Yeah. As long we went camping at this one place that was towards Southern California and um just that one night it was thirty five degrees and I was like, so let's Let's move the stuff from <laughs> the, the the tent, and they're they have a huge um, recreational vehicle. And I'm like, let's set up the back, and let's just sleep there because I can't do 35 degrees. That's real camping. That's cold. It is. That's cold. It is. And and it was so funny because when she was preparing for me to come camping, she literally did. She went on YouTube. She did research Aww. of how to make black people enjoy their camping experience. No, she didn't. <laughs> that is the sweetest. Oh my oh gosh. My. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, so I've watched all these videos about black people and how they had camping experiences. Oh. And I know that you like things to be somewhat a little, I'm not, I'm not super prissy. I'm not because that just takes a lot of effort, but 
Yes, my nails are done. I have locks and occasionally they're done. Um, you know, I'm I'm not the super I am girly to an extent by just by default. But I'm not that super like extreme like I need mm-hmm. to have, you know, cotton candy creamer in my coffee type of chick. Like that's just mm-hmm. not me. However, um I, I I told her I said that, you know, when she initially was asking me about camping and stuff and I was just like, "No, I Camping sounds amazing and I know it's a cultural thing and I'm so glad that you do it and you like it and that's how you were raised. That sounds amazing. However, where I come from, if you want to just have an experience, you go walk on a trail with some nice gym shoes on. You do that for about an hour or so. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the mall, you get you something to drink, and then you go home. And <laughs> to your bed. And you go to your bed. <laughs> the one that you pay for. Uh-huh. Where, you know, inside. Where you don't pay to sleep outside. You don't, in the wilderness. no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't pay to sleep outside. And so, um, I said, it was never a part of my thought. And, and she was just like, I just want you to try it and see it. And now I'm ready to, in, at, you know, um, invest into a bigger camp. I mean, mm. a bigger tent. Um, there's stuff that I'm going to buy to make this experience better. I even said, you know, let's do Christmas camping. I can't believe that Whoa. fell out of my mouth. Right. Wow. So it's what's, I said that to say, um, it's connected to the, I, to the identity of the relationship that we, that we're building mm-hmm. where we're so polar opposites, but yet, and still something connected with us. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, whatever this thing is, we're really trying to see what we can build from it and be who we are while mm-hmm. in the same instance in the climate that we live in, not succumb mm-hmm. to what society may say about either of us, mm. you know? Yeah. And so that means a lot to me. Um, and even in the relationships that I'm building, I'm really realizing that if, when I connect with people who are not like me, I enjoy them more. Now that's weird, a weird thing to say. And somebody's probably like, so you don't like yourself? No, that's not what I mean. But a lot of times we're so, it's so easy to jump into familiarity. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to jump into the connection of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, even with, from a spirituality perspective, Um, I've been studying, you know, I was born and raised in a Baptist church. Literally, my mother was singing in the choir while she was pregnant with me. That's like my parents old pastor was like, yeah, I was singing in the choir with your mom while she was pregnant and you would kick. Awesome. Uh-huh. Was I kicking because you guys were off tune? Oh, right, right. <laughs> um, it, it was, <clears throat> excuse me. It was just one of those things where I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, being a part of that culture Um, I grew and learned from the black church and from Christianity. But as I got older and start seeing the damage Mm -hmm. and start seeing different things that didn't align with how my life is connected. And what's a great caveat that I want to put in for someone who is listening. When I say the church and Christianity, I'm not alienating God. We still cool. God is still God in my life. Jesus, the Holy Spirit those entities are still primary in my life. However, I've gone on to learn other tenets and philosophies that can also enhance the life that I have. And so I've been studying um, Nichiren uh, Buddhism and just understanding the tenets that come 
associated with that philosophy and to understand where it fits into my life. And so I'm, I feel more of myself, even though this is a new version of me, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I hope that makes sense for someone who's listening. It's like, that sounds so oxymoronish, but it's like, or oxymoronic if you, for the academia folks that are listening, <laughs> speak up. So it, it feels very different, but in the same instance, it's, I am living my most authentic life from a perspective that I've never lived before mm, yeah. because I've been one of the ones that wanted to be the one that was accepted and did things right. Mm. You know, um, not living in my truth of my own orientation um, because I was ashamed at one point, you know, and having people around me who didn't live their own authentic lives, mm-hmm. um, coming from a spiritual background where it was okay to be who you were Monday through Saturday night. But when it's time to start ironing your clothes for church, then you start to feel a little bit of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and then you wake up and it's like Sunday school and let's go worship. And then when you're done with everything, you come home Sunday evening and it's like, okay, let's get back to the other grind. I don't want to live that life. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that girl. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that woman. I want to be happy and I want to be me. And so that's what this, this journey has been about. And I honestly feel as if a lot of this came due to my move from Chicago to California because I, I went somewhere with a clean slate. Clean slates can happen anywhere you are, though. It's really about the courage that you have to be clean um, and the courage that you have to give yourself a break from the expectations and the, the ideologies attached to other people that they will put on you. Mm, yeah. So connected to really me mm-hmm. and how I see that. That's in my life. Yeah, thank you for sharing all that. That's mm-hmm. an important kind of part of that journey of transition, right? Mm-hmm. And like being in a new space and being in a new relationship dynamic. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that and yeah. being authentic and not invisible and, yeah. you know, bringing that all forward. Yeah. And, and the thing is, when it comes to being invisible, you could still be your, you could still be a full mass of a human being of tissues and water and skin and you're standing right there but when a person looks at you what do they see do they see you are they able to look into your eyes and see that there's clarity and fullness are they or are they able to see fear and mm-hmm. timidness and I don't know you know and and, mm-hmm. and just even last night I was texting with um a new friend that I'm building a relationship with and we were just sharing and I was just like, you know, I, I cannot lie. I had to ask. I'm like, are you trustworthy? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, who are you character wise? I'm getting to know them and I'm seeing that they are a person of great character. Mm-hmm. But in the same instance, I'm like, I'm asking because I don't really know you. And I know that I'm still going to continue to evolve to know you, but it's like, if you share things with me, <clears throat> people will feel comfortable sharing with me because of the aspect of me being, um, from a therapeutic perspective. Right. So they'll feel, they'll feel fine telling me all their business. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, it's like people who are therapists know you ain't gonna tell nobody nothing. Cause it's just like, you don't know if you're ever going to meet you again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I got a chance to be open and sharing with this person, they were like, 
I just want you to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just want to feel comfortable too. And you can come to tell me anything. And so that building yeah. of relationships is, is so important, especially in adulthood. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times in adult adults don't know how to do that or we allegedly mm-hmm. don't have time. Yeah. So it's Those important. conversations are important because I feel like we don't necessarily start having those conversations until adulthood because we're not taught how to, right? Like we're not taught as children how to have that conversation with someone saying, you know, can I trust you? Like I want to share with you, but I don't know you well enough to know if I can trust you yet. Exactly. Like are you that person? Or even having the conversations, you know, that I've had to have with friends in terms of like that therapeutic standpoint, right? Where like they want you to be their therapist and having to create those boundaries and just be like, I want to be here. I can support you. Here's how I can support you. Yep. But here's the line where you need to seek out a therapist yep. and you need to go talk to them because yep. even though that's my profession, I can't be that for you. Mm-hmm. I can support you in all the ways I can as a friend, mm-hmm. but there also has to be a line there and being able to have those conversations like from a place of love and caring mm-hmm. instead of just kind of not putting it out there and not being straightforward about that. Because I think that's when people get hurt, right? Like they start feeling hurt. They're like, why aren't you here for me? Why aren't you doing this? Um, But when you can actually just have an honest conversation about it, they can see where it's coming from. Absolutely. And respect that boundary. Absolutely. I'm noticing we are out of time. I want to say thank you so much. I'm so excited you're on board for us. So we're going to be hearing more from you. Super geek to be here. I really love this. We're going to make a big difference. Yes, we are. I'm excited. You have great energy, so I'm excited to share that with you. Yay, you do too. Thank you. All right. Well, y'all stay tuned to hear more from both of us and the upcoming episodes of Beyond Queer Stories. We're in season three. Thank y'all. Thank you. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Queer Stories and Twitter at Beyond Queer Pod. Also, check out the creator of our podcast music, Be Steadwell. She's an incredible queer artist who creates queer music and queer content. You can check her out at bestedwell.com. That's B-E-S-T-E-A-D-W-E-L-L.com. Also, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, you can look for our link to submit on both Facebook and Instagram or reach out to us at beyondqueerstories at gmail.com. And if you're an iTunes listener, please rate us and leave us a comment. We'd love to get your feedback. This also helps others find our podcast. Talk to you all next week. Next time on Beyond Queer Stories. And we have a familiar voice with us today. So for those of you who listen, B. Steadwell is with us. Um, She's the creator of our intro outro music and also is a singer-songwriter from Washington, D.C., who blends soul, acapella, and folk to produce what she calls queer pop. Mm -hmm.